okay, this reading absolutely applies to the ascension. Now, I, I mentioned in the beginning of Mass that in the United States and around the world, traditionally, ascension is 40 days after Easter, which always puts it, since Easter is always on a Sunday, puts it on a Thursday. Now, what's interesting is some dioceses still do celebrate Ascension on Thursday, but most have moved it to today. Now, you all may think that dioceses are the same in the Catholic Church. They're actually not. Some dioceses are archdioceses, the big ones. So uh, they are called sometimes ecclesiastical provinces. Now that means that they are kind of the archdiocese and they're little dioceses usually immediately around them that are part of that province. Now, why do I say all this? Okay, because Boston, the archdiocese of Boston or the ecclesiastical province, Hartford, New York, Newark, Philadelphia, and Omaha are the only ones left in the United States that still celebrate Ascension on Thursday and all the dioceses around them. As I mentioned, we're part of Boston, even though we're in the Springfield Diocese. So if you're one of the dioceses around Boston, Hartford, New York, Newark, Philadelphia, or Omaha, it was a holy day of obligation. This is a little confusing for people because if you live in a diocese where it's moved to Sunday, Thursday was not a holy day of obligation. But if you were in those dioceses that I just mentioned, you might have missed a holy day of obligation. Now, if you did, it's okay. Maybe you weren't aware of it, but now you are. So go to confession. Just go to confession Father, I was not aware of this, but then I heard this priest mention in my diocese that it was a holy day of obligation. Go back and get cleaned up. So this is basically one large archdiocese and the diocese that are around it set their own separate church calendars. All right, so like I said, in Springfield, we celebrated it. So it's important that we know our faith and we know what the church teaches us. This isn't, Father, I'm sorry and sick and tired of man-made rules. These are not man-made rules. These are given to us as a gift of the church. And the ascension is important. In fact, it's so important. You know, Acts of the Apostles opens with the ascension. Now, the ascension is where Jesus raised after his resurrection, back to heaven. Physically, his body, by his power and the power of the Holy Spirit, ascended into heaven. This is not remembered today. It's forgotten often. But it's one of the great solemnities of the church. And it is, therefore, a holy day of obligation. It's not because it's a rule or regulation. No, it's because it's, it's for our own spiritual benefit. Now, since the end of the 4th century, the church has celebrated the ascension as a solemnity. Did you know that this is only second in importance, there's a few other solemnities with it, to the Triduum? That's important. Christ said, it is better if I go, for then I can send you the paraclete. Who's the paraclete? The Holy Spirit. 
This is the birth of the liturgy. This is the birth of the mass, the theology of the Trinity. It is critically important. Why? Because in his humanity, Jesus now takes his place beside the Father. Before, the second person of the Trinity at the right hand of the Father was only in his divinity. From the beginning of time, well, not even beginning of time, forever and always. There never was a time that it didn't happen, that the right hand of God the Father was seated the second person of the Trinity, the Son, but always in his divinity. Now, Jesus comes back, sits back at the right hand of the Father, and brings with him humanity. This is amazing. Now, <clears throat> after Christ does this, the river of life, the Holy Spirit can now flow from the throne of God, because now it's been completed. You know, a lot of people have the misconception that, that it was all finished at the resurrection. Jesus even said on the cross, it's finished. So we think it was finished at the cross. No, the resurrection was still to come. And a lot of people don't realize the church teaches emphatically that then he had to ascend to the Father. Only then could the floodgates of grace be poured down upon us in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus takes his place at the side of the Father, and from this pours these gifts of the Holy Spirit, the whole Trinity. There is, our church teaches, a continual ascension and Pentecost. Up to God, ascension, down from God, Pentecost. This is continual. Our whole faith is based on the ascension of Christ and the descent of the Holy Spirit. And because of the ascension, Christ returns to the Father. Now, not just as the Word, but as the incarnate Word with all humanity. Now, it is not by himself that he sits at the Father's side now. The difference? He's now brought us with him. We now share in the divine life of God. All of this is the ascension. Yet people don't even know it's a holy day of obligation. Very sad. The doors of heaven were opened at the resurrection. But now and only now can humanity approach God and live in the divine life. The ascension basically, according to the church, celebrates humanity's elevation to the highest heavens. We share in the divine nature now, the divine life of God. So this ascension of Christ is our elevation. The church says the glory of the head, meaning Jesus, has preceded us. So there now is hope for us, the body, to follow. Who's the body? The church. The church is the body of Christ. And it says in the Bible, the church, it calls out the church, is the way to do this. You know, it's critically important. Now the Holy Spirit will come. This is going to be celebrated in 10 days. Well, now seven days. 
What is next week? The gigantic gift of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit now comes down. That's why the nine days between Ascension and Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, is where Mary was in the upper room with the apostles. That's where we get novenas from, praying nine days of prayer for a gift to come from God. This is critically important. You should be praying, if you aren't already, the novena to the coming of the Holy Spirit. If it's not too late, you can get it started. Now, here's the thing. At Pentecost, God will give us the grace of the Holy Spirit to stand up for our faith and to evangelize. Basically, this is confirmation. People don't understand the sacrament of confirmation. Confirmation is where you're sealed in the Holy Spirit. And that happens because the Holy Spirit has now come to us at Pentecost, which is next Sunday. This all fits together. And the church says, through the Holy Spirit, the liturgy, the mass, finds its an embodiment in the church. And the Holy Spirit gives life to men by bringing them into holy communion. Oh, Father, the mass, that's not in the Bible. Absolutely it is. The whole book of Revelation is about the mass. You know, Leo the Great said, Christ has ascended and the sacraments have replaced his bodily presence. Okay. You ever ask or hear somebody say, well, it doesn't matter what religion you are, as long as you're spiritual, that kind of stuff. No. What makes the Catholic faith different is the sacraments. Now, Jesus ascended to the Father, but he said he will not leave us. Well, how did he not leave us? He left us. How could he leave us and still be with us? The Eucharist. This is the whole basis of our faith. He will remain with us until the end of time. How? He left. No, the Eucharist has replaced his bodily presence. The Holy Spirit now enables us to lift up our hearts, as we say in the Mass, to make us share in the Lord's ascension. So I want to finish with the words of Cardinal Ratzinger. In the liturgical celebration, the Mass, there is a kind of turning around, of exitus to reditus, of departure to return, of God's descent, he came to earth, to our ascent, we now join him in heaven. The shepherd takes the lost sheep onto his shoulders and carries it home. You know, I read somewhere today where it says now, and I wrote this down, I, I got an email. Now that the incarnate son of God has ascended into heaven and sits in the throne room of God, mankind can now follow. United to the Son through baptism and depending and deepening communion. These are the sacraments. United to the Son through baptism and deepening holy communion with him. Through reception of the Holy Eucharist and the other sacraments, heaven is ours. That is what makes us different from everyone else.
You've heard me say it, but we get a lot of new viewers throughout the weeks and months. I cannot emphasize enough the meaning of the Mass. God gave mankind three great acts of mercy. You may have heard me say this before, but it never applies more than right now. Maybe Divine Mercy Sunday. But they're linked. God gave three great acts of mercy. The first great act of mercy was creation. That he very just created us. The greatest misery is not to exist. So the greatest act of mercy is to exist. God created us the first great act of mercy. Now, who do we normally attribute that to? The first person of the Trinity, the Father. We say the Father created the world. So the first great act of mercy, here's the Trinity. The first great act of mercy by the first person of the Trinity, creation. All came from God, exitus, exit. All came from God. The first great act of mercy by the first person of the Trinity, creation. As you've heard me say before, what happened? Mankind got broken. We fell in the garden. It took Adam and Eve all of 10 minutes to mess us up. So now the second great act of mercy by the second person of the Trinity, he came down to redeem us. Redemption. Redemption. He had to fix what got broken. Only God could fix it, but man broke it. So this God had to become a man. God needed the power. Or we needed the power of God to fix it, but God didn't break it. Man did. So this power of God had to somehow be a man because it was man who broke it. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So God became a man to fix that broken Adam and Eve sin in the garden. Redemption. The second great act of mercy by the second person of the Trinity. Now, in the third, in the final, and the greatest of acts of all mercy, we were created, we came from the Father, the first great act of mercy. Boom, we got broken. Second person of the Trinity came down to fix us the second great act of mercy. Now in the third and final and greatest act of mercy, we will return back to God the Father by guess who? The third person of the Trinity, the power of the Holy Spirit. That is sanctification. That is the whole basis of our faith. Now the point is, that couldn't happen until Jesus ascended back to the Father to send down the Holy Spirit to pick us up, now redeemed by Jesus, the second person in the second great act of mercy. We've been fixed. But now what? Where do we go? What do we do? Okay, you've been picked off up the ground. You've been dusted off. You've bet bandages healed on you. But now what? Now comes the Holy Spirit in Pentecost. So today we celebrate the ascension. Jesus went up. Well, not in Boston we don't, but for most of you in the world who do. Jesus went up. Now the power of the Holy Spirit can flow down. 
Now, in that third great act of mercy, that Holy Spirit sanctifies us and returns us back to the Father to follow what Jesus did. Where the head went, now the body shall follow. We are the body. We are the church. So all of this is what Ratzinger called exitus reditus. All comes from God. All will return to God. This is the basis of our faith. I always used to teach I can give you four years of seminary in one homily. That's this homily. Four years of seminary it took me to understand this. My formation was eight years. I had to do philosophy, postulate year, novitiate year. Had to go to Franciscan for my philosophy, but then four years in major seminary. It took me four years to understand this. And I want to share that with you right now. That circle is the whole basis of our faith. Everything comes from God, exitus. Everything will return to God, reditus. Creation, we all came from God, but we got broken. Redemption, the second act of mercy, now we're fixed. But until we return back to God, it doesn't matter. We have to go back. That's what Jesus paved the way when he ascended. Now he takes us with him. So he's paved the way. Now we follow. And so I finish by saying, when does this happen? This sanctification, this third great act of mercy by the Holy Spirit. And everybody says at your death, when you see the beatific vision, true. Or at your baptism, when you are sanctified, when you're divinized, as Peter says, true. But if you've heard my talks, you've heard me say, where does it happen? Every day. Every minute of the day, somewhere around the world, every minute of every day, somewhere around the world, the Mass. That's why you've heard me say the high point of the Mass is not the consecration. The consecration is part of it. The high point of the Mass is the concluding doxology as the priest in the person of Christ raises the patent in the chalice and says through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty father in the unity of the Holy spirit, what's going on here? We have been created. All of creation is at this mass. Even if you're not in the pew, we've been redeemed at the mass. You are at Calvary as Jesus has paid his debt. This is why we have a crucifix in every Catholic mass because you are at Calvary at every mass as Jesus is paying that debt. He's redeeming us. He's redeemed us. But now we got to go back to the father. This is where the Holy Spirit comes. This is why the priest lays his hands. It called the epiclesis and calls down the Holy Spirit during the communion or the Eucharistic prayer. I call down the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then comes down. Now, as that priest lifts up the chalice and says through him and with him, what's happening? Christ is returning back to the Father. That's today the ascension. And he returns to the Father, but this time he takes us with him. That's why the Holy Spirit and the power that raised Christ from the dead also raises us from the dead. It all happens at the Mass. This is the meaning of the mass. And so when we say, well, I don't need a church. I pray in private. Your prayers are imperfect because we have sin. Our prayers are imperfect. The only perfect form of worship is the mass. Why? Because it's God offering God to God. 
God the Holy Spirit offering God the Son in sacrifice to God the Father. And you're along for the ride. It's not about your prayers. It's about you attaching yourself to the ultimate prayer, the ultimate worship. God offering God to God. God the Holy Spirit in his power offering Christ the Son in his sacrifice to God the Father to bring everything back to him, but this time fixed, redeemed, not broken. You need the Mass. Only in the Mass does this happen. This doesn't happen in our bedroom. This doesn't happen praying in the shower. Those are important, but only in this mass does that happen. And this ascension is part of all of it. Sorry for the long homily and sorry if you've heard this before, but it is so critically important. We need to spread the word to the whole world. Praise be to God. Spread the word. This is our salvation. This is the mass. And part of it it all links together. The resurrection, Easter Sunday, Divine Mercy Sunday, the Ascension, Pentecost, it's all together. Just like a jigsaw puzzle, our faith fits all together. Thank God for the gift of the church. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you and God bless you.